the Click owns this business. Coming down the aisle, Bimbo, Jimbo, baby, who is? You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Give me a hell yeah. Today, woo, I've got the stop and profile like never before. Face from our studios in undisclosed locations in San Francisco. This is in the click. Bimbo Jimbo remotely alongside my tag team partner, aka Patient Zero Baby Huey. Hello and welcome again, everybody. We're still alive, pal. Dude, you gotta stop doing that. I, you don't understand how many messages I'm getting from our listeners, from family and friends asking, are you okay? Like, why does Jimbo keep saying that? Jimbo, you you're starting this like bad trend everyone thinks i have it now listen the audio that i've played and included in the previous episode speaks for itself but i but i honestly do hope everybody is staying home staying safe being well and uh you know practicing all those good methods of social distancing and washing your hands and everything as this uh, coronavirus pandemic continues uh to affect our way of life which is what brings us to tonight uh a special bonus episode uh, of in the click and uh, to give a little bit of a backstory I was I was approached by uh, a couple of figures in the pro wrestling community one David Marquez and Gabriel Ramirez who uh, asked if I wanted to moderate sort of a uh, promoters discussion uh, just sort of about you know what's been going on in the wake of this virus you know just sort of giving them a platform to get their thoughts out there uh, amongst other things and to sort of provide a distraction and some entertainment and I think reach some folks in sort of uh, in the in their worlds and everything in, in this way and you know what started out as you know sort of discussions about doing like a like a forum it became you know for this go around at least well let's just do a podcast about it and see and see where it goes from there and so it uh, it sort of evolved into that so that brings us to that well why don't we just release it as a bonus episode so we had a sort of very free form uh, conversation loosely moderated by yours truly Bimbo Jimbo uh, that became this discussion between David Marquez of the NWA and Championship Wrestling who I work with and Gabriel Ramirez of Pro Wrestling Revolution uh, and just uh, yeah you know I mean we've been game shows we love yeah I mean Pro Wrestling Revolution they're definitely one of the top promotion here in the Bay Area. I mean, we're very lucky. We have so many great wrestling promotions, independent wrestling promotions here in the Bay Area to go to. I mean, you and I talk about like every month, there's plenty of shows to go out and support our local wrestling scene. But yeah, Gabe and the people over Pro Wrestling Revolution always deliver an amazing, fun show. And it's different too, compare all the other ones, just from the production value, the wrestlers that they book for the show, even just the vibe and feel. You and I, we just geek out so hard when we go to a pro, re- pro wrestling revolution show. Yeah, absolutely. And again, bringing the, bringing the Lucha Libre to the Bay Area, uh, certainly love all the stuff the game's done. Of course, David Marquez with, uh, you know, championship wrestling, they're now bringing that to the Bay Area, which is persisting. You know, we have, we have episodes in the can, uh, you know, 
that is going to be airing still, even though we can't get into our studios right now. And they have a lot of footage, over a decade of footage in the can as well, if they want to do sort of like best does. But I know, uh, just speaking from my own experience, I recorded a little intro and outro from my home. Uh, for championship wrestling uh, for the Bay Area edition here. And so, like, we certainly hope that you tune into that on ABC7 or if you uh, find the replays on YouTube. And we certainly do appreciate your support. That's a good little binge watch as well. But without further ado, let's get to this uh, Let's get to this uh, promoter spotlight is what I'm calling it between David Marquez and Gabriel Ramirez. Uh, I certainly hope you enjoy it. Bimbo Jimbo Kincaid here, and we are doing a promoter spotlight, a little special here for you uh, this evening as we are live to tape, as it were, as I like to say. Uh, I am joined tonight by David Marquez and Gabriel Ramirez, two very prominent pro wrestling promoters uh, that wanted to get together here and uh, provide some uh, content for you, some entertainment in sort of uncertain times that we are all facing, and they wanted to... Uh, to come together and talk with you all and get their message out there to you. So, of course, David Marquez of Championship Wrestling, the NWA. Gabriel Ramirez, of course, of Pro Wrestling Revolution. I love the Lucha Libre in the Bay Area. So, gentlemen, thank you both so much for coming on. Thank well, you for having us, man. Uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to let us have this soapbox. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, I guess I w- I'll throw it out to you first, uh, Gabriel, in terms of just how have you been dealing with everything? You know, we're, we're up here in the Bay Area, which – Uh, You know, all of California and, of course, you know, so much of the world is being affected by everything that's going on. But really, uh, I know the Bay Area has uh, been facing a big brunt uh, of this. Uh, How have you been sort of just dealing with everything going on? Well, I mean, uh, it's it's difficult to to have any kind of gauge of what's going on, because in times past, you always revert to your parents or uncle to someone who've lived through something similar. And they can give you, you know, oh, don't worry, or this is going to happen, or, you know, relax. But this is incredible. This is something completely new that that it's hard to even gauge. And and I first got an email telling me that um, my show in April, way before San Francisco, a show in April that I was doing um, with a, a, a vendor, uh, well, I'm a vendor for him, goes, hey, you know, Santa Clara County just um, recommends that we don't do big shows I'm like, but this is March. Like, why are we canceling April? This it's, it's will blow over in no time, right? Because, yeah, I want to be safe. I'm thinking, huh, okay. So, you know, uh, that brewed for a couple of days. And then nothing really came big until you heard the NBA closed, you know, or postponed their season. And that's when, for me, sporting-wise, um, it just all fell apart, you know. I'm only speaking uh, affecting wrestling wise. Personal lives, obviously, we can all go on forever. But wrestling yeah. wise or lucha wise, um, it's just it's domino effect. You know, once that happened, I I've lost. I think I lost a potential residency um, in San Jose that was going to give me about twelve to fifteen shows this year, and my other residency is up in the air right now, um, until you know until further notice. So what do I do? You know, and I also have in my training academy where I train students and we have classes, you know, four times a week um, with open gym the rest of the week. Now I can't have students show up. Now I can't have people, you know, uh, pay their dues and pay rent. Um, So I'm being hit on both ends and I have no clear answer anywhere to when this is going to stop. 
and all I have to revert to is social media to get my mind off stuff. And it's impossible because all that does is just stir the pot even more. Yeah, I mean, it is like I said, a lot of uncertainty. And and David, I know, I know you have been sort of very, very outspoken and really got out in front of this a lot, trying to offer your advice from the many years you've been in the business in terms of what a lot of these promoters should do. Just how have you reacted to that, and what advice, sort of looking back, do you think was done right, and maybe what was done wrong could be done better to prevent this kind of stuff. Moving forward. Well, well, you know, promoting as much as I have over the years and all over the world, I've I have come upon catastrophes or natural disasters or uh, uh, snowstorm, ice storms, cancellations, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've been real outspoken about this because uh, for some reason in pro wrestling, everybody tends to uh, have what I call wrestler brain. <laughs> um, uh, uh, where it's selfishness uh, uh, it, it's it's great to be number one of course and you take care of number one but being selfish is 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 not being number one um, so when we first started hearing about this I started getting tones from the people in China that I know uh, mostly from the Disney parks mm. um and that, you know, they were going to shut down. And I was like, wow, that's that's something. All right. So the Asian parks or the Chinese parks are closing. And then I heard from friends from Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, well, now Tokyo Disneyland is closed. I was like, well, this is this is something. Then I hear from people in Europe like, oh, well, uh, wrestling wise, uh, that there's murmurs of something happening. Um, and just thinking out loud within my staff. Uh, with my staff, I uh, was like, well, guys, if something is, were to happen, what are we prepared to do? Right. Granted, I deliver a television show. Gabe is a live event promoter. I'm a television producer. It's a different line of business. Yeah. Uh, commercials will always be there. And that's how we get paid. Um, so from a broadcasting point of view, I knew we weren't going to lose too much in the beginning. Now, two weeks later... I, we're running out of, of shows. Yeah. So, you know, what do we do? So uh, just getting back to uh, getting in front of this, uh, I feel from the Peter Pan syndrome of I have to perform and I have to do this and I have to do that really needs to be put on the back burner. Uh, now that the states have really come in and said, <laughs> you guys sit your asses down because you're not doing anything. Um, um, and we're being told not to do things. And I still see people in social media trying to fight that. Now, whether you believe it's a hoax or you believe it's uh, not as important or as aggressive as Earth is telling us it is, um, <laughs> which is fucking asinine to me, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you, you have to look at facts and you have to look at science and uh, everything is going the way that it's going. We were, all three of us are in California right now. And just hours ago, our own governor told us, stay inside close to 53, 54% of our uh, 25 million people population may have this in the next eight to 10 weeks. Yeah, That's pretty big. 
So what, what we're trying to do is contain it. Now, if, if you're a badass and you want to go out and do a show, you know, and put yourself in jeopardy, that's up to you. But don't put the public and don't put your talent in, 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 those, in the way of trouble, you know? But wrestlers, I, I hear, well, the guys, all the guys say yes. Well, of course oh. the guys are going to say yes. When have they said no? Yeah. When, when have they said no? Ever. So you can't do that. You have to be the responsible one as a promoter. Um, and I've been right. very loud about it. It's, 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 it is sad and ridiculous. So myself, just and, and I don't know if the listeners know this about me, I'm also involved in boxing and MMA as well. The Thursday, I don't remember the date, two weeks ago Thursday, I believe, when the state really came down with the 250-person, six-feet-apart mandate, Yeah, uh, I had weigh-ins at the Commerce Casino here in Los Angeles for an MMA show for Fox Sports. It was sold out. And during that, the Athletic Commission came in and shut us down. Wow. For the right for the right reasons. Yeah. Two days later, employees at the Commerce Casino tested positive. So oh, you don't man. so you don't know who's carrying and how it's going to affect you in the future. Yeah. If we would have done that show, there's a 50-50 chance that we would have contaminated that room. And who knows how many more, you know, trickling out of that. Yeah, we had close to 1,800 seats sold. Yeah. Wow. So 1,800 people just from the event side, not to mention the television staff, the security staff, the banquet staff, which is who we would have been dealing with at the casino, and then the, the gamblers themselves downstairs. Yeah. So there's, let's say, 13, 14,000 people. I don't think that's exaggerating either that could have been affected by these two individuals just two days later. Yeah, but 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 Dave, do you think that this happens because um, the reason you guys canceled it or postponed it, whatever the case may be, it happens because we're dealing with professional people. You're dealing with people who, you know, are doing an event at a casino who or, or doing it in a place where it's just not, hey, it's my backyard or it's my warehouse or it's my building. I'll do whatever I want, you know, and that's the, the that's the trouble is that you have professional companies and then you have people who own a ring who call themselves a company. And that's always been the problem with wrestling is that, you you know, you nowadays you pay someone to your flyer, you rent a ring, you pay a couple bucks to do Facebook ads and you're a promoter and you're sure. done. You're a promoter. So. What's the difference is, well, you have professional who's like, oh, my God, what about my insurance? Um, yeah, yeah. going to be covered. What about, you know, all these things? Well, when you got guys who who don't get booked um, or want to, you know, be these 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 martyrs or we're going to entertain the world. Let's have a show at this warehouse because we're going to. That's the problem with with indie wrestling, you know, is that the fact that everyone's their own boss, everyone's entrepreneur and everyone can be a promoter. Everyone has their name in lights and. And how many likes did we get? That's the problem is that people live in a fantasy world when it comes to professional wrestling, at least on the independent part. We live in this little bubble that we we all are, you know, our own, you know, territories. And this shit's real. This shit is real. But when you're not paying for insurance for a venue, when your venue holds 10 people, when you don't have to worry about things of that nature, hey, 
When you're on Facebook and social media, the guy who draws 10 people, his flyer can be better than the one that Marquez has for 1,800 people. But guess what? On social media, we're we're almost on equal playing fields. Yeah, David, because I've seen you talk a little bit about this, this could be lead to maybe the athletic commissions some sort of resurgence to their having some type of purview over pro wrestling at all or is that sort of pie in the sky well the stark truth is that pro wrestling is still on the books in california it's not deregulated the reason the commission doesn't show up is because there's no money for them to collect ah. the truth is 100 percent. if you call andy i believe andy foster up in sacramento mm-hmm. the athletic commissioner and say, is pro wrestling, you know, on the books for the athletic commission? By law, we are. Yes, sir. Now, th- no one says that out loud. No one dare says that. If you remember a couple years ago, I want to say about five, six years ago, the commission showed up to pro wrestling gorilla demanding to see the books. I don't know if you remember that game, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> then they realized once again that there was no money. Now, the WWE, from what I understand, and don't quote me 100% on this, how the WWE gets away with not having the commission involved is they pay a television franchise fee for every TV show they do. So if they do a house show, they don't, they don't, the commission doesn't show up. But if they do a pay-per-view or a Raw or a SmackDown, NXT, they have to pay $25,000 an event. Mm. And that's yeah. how the state gets their money. They don't take ticket sales. They have a television piece, just like boxing and MMA. When they do it, you know, the the state makes millions off the (laughs) pay-per-views. So they figured out how to get their money by the people who have the money. So if we're fucking dumb and we do something stupid, like at the end of in the mid and Gabe probably remembers this in the in the mid 90s, going to 2000s, when ECW was kind of dying. Oh, yeah. And and. It was just a fucking mess everywhere. You couldn't get a venue. You couldn't get a sponsor. Nope. You couldn't get anything. No one would look at wrestling because they thought of backyard or extreme wrestling. Absolutely. Hardcore wrestling. We fought that. Gabe fought that. You know, you guys know I'm not the biggest Roland fan. Roland fucking fought it. We all fought this. And luckily, we we quote unquote won. But here we are, let's say, 20... 25 years later, I don't know if we're better for it. No, I think we're in the same spot. Exactly. So in Las Vegas, as an example, I ran the very last commissioned pro wrestling event at the Orleans. And I begged them. Was that for cauliflower? No, no, no. This was, uh, (laughs) this was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) if I remember correctly, my friend, that was you. (laughs) Um, but no, yeah. man, it was uh, – that's an inside <laughs> joke we have going between each yeah. other, by the way. Um, but at any rate, we had the very last commission program there, and I begged them, don't do it, don't do it, don't deregulate. I don't care if the bond is $100,000. I'll figure out how to pay for it. Don't do it. And, and they deregulated it. Wow. And now, now Nevada, it's not, it's not like it's upside down, but – since the commission leaving to now, you know, there's probably been a handful of promotions that have gone through there and they've all failed. Joe DeFalco has been the only guy to sustain. And I think it's because he has the right relationships with uh, Boyd Gaming. 
And again, yeah. a professional operation. Exactly. Um, so whether it's me with a, a syndication or uh, boxing or MMA with athletic commission, um, you know, as Gabe said a minute ago, you, you, if you're a pro and you treat everything professionally, you're, you're going to be treated professionally and have that courtesy. Um, and, and, and fly by night companies like, look, I'm in Los Angeles. I don't go out anymore. I don't go to shows anymore. I don't, I don't get involved. I like to live by Robin Harris's sweet line. Keep your eye on your luggage. I, I just, I, I, I just do what I have to do. I try not to reach out to other people. I, I, I do my best to be me. And it's, you know, it's like Pacino in the Godfather. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in and, uh, and, and they really do. So when I think I don't have to say something that is obvious, and now that I've learned 30 years into this now, now that I've learned that I have a voice, because it took me a very long time to realize that I actually have a voice in this business, now I'm going to use it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, and there's so many people who dislike me out there who, do, who have no idea who I am. Uh, they think I'm just some, you know, some goof with glasses with a, with a microphone, which I am. But, there's, but that's not all you are. But that's not all. <laughs> call call the number. Call the number and find out. There's more. Um, if you but, only knew uh, the secrets. Yeah. And and people don't realize how many folks call me for counsel uh, daily from yeah. around the world. And I'm happy to give that advice. But, for a small you know. <laughs> you know I've never charged anybody a dime. That's my problem. Um <laughs> But, uh, but, but, you know, like during this time, it's like, it's cool to be brave and have this exterior of bravery, but you have to be afraid first to be brave. That's right. Yeah. And, and I don't think that's what they're, the fear that they're feeling, I don't think they're equating it that way. They're, they're, people are taking it like, uh, whatever. It's not fucking serious. Eh, I'm a badass. But realize your bravery is coming from being frightened. And and I think people need to embrace that piece. If I could do my best Fred Rogers impression. Um, you, you really have to find what the fear is, be good with the fear, and then be a leader. And I'm happy that the majority of people in my area have done that. I scolded Jeff Dino in San Diego online for running a show. Uh, I didn't get out to Bart Kapitsky here in my area with AWS. I saw he was running a show after the, after everyone was canceling. Um, uh, SoCal Uncensored, who I have a rocky relationship with for decades. Um, uh, you know, Steve reached out to me the night of everything and asked me, um, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, and I was like, look, man, I really don't know what I'm going to do just yet. Uh, I got to figure it out. Uh, we made our announcement, I think, uh, probably a day or two after everybody else, because I had to put everything in place. Like yeah. I have, I have 130 television uh, outlets. I have partners. I have advertisers. I have editors. I have, you know, people who do closed captioning. Um, and I had to. It, I have. I have James up in on KGO in San Francisco, and I have to coordinate with them and. Like, yeah. and there's others around the country that I had to get everybody together and on the same page. So I couldn't make an announcement so quick like Joey Chaos did with Santino Brothers. They they can quickly say, we're canceling everything. 
we were also not to hog up all the time here. I apologize. We were also going to uh, do the empty arena shows prior to SmackDown and Raw. I was like, well, if we we don't have an audience, well, let's just do it anyways. Now that's the norm. Uh, I decided going forward against that. Uh, it's just not. Why put the guys in that situation? It just it's just not worth it. Um, it even sends though the our, wrong message, though. I mean, think about it. If we're not allowed to have fans in there, right? And if we do, we have to have them six feet apart and so on. What are we doing when we're asking these guys to wrestle? Hell yeah, exactly. You know, so I think it's in a sense a huge, huge mixed message to everybody. You know, and I think it's a monkey see, monkey do. Uh, WrestleMania now won't be canceled. WrestleMania will go on. WrestleMania will go on. A lot of these, a lot of these kids, you know, or, or fly by nights or you know online promoters, they go by what they see. They go by if if WWE is not going to cancel, I'm not going to cancel because they want to. They want to have that association. They sure. want to be able to have their name. ABC company, you know, in the same words with WWE or what have you. And that's what's wrong. Uh, we have too many promoters who um, who aren't uh, one promoters, two haven't been smartened up or paid dues in this industry who understand and three aren't business people and have a, 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 an iota of common sense, period. And when you put all those three together, you put them on social media. Holy shit. You know, I, I, my favorite thing, Dave, is I see nowadays when people write, sold out. We sold that place out. And it's 100 people, but they sold it out. So that's the type of mentality of people we're dealing with who yeah. claim that uh, we have a packed venue every week, man. We sell it out. Well, what do you draw? About 100? 100. If I drew 100 people, Dave, I, I, I'm canceling. I, I'm going to have to go see a therapist for about six months to figure out what's next for me. I can't draw 100 people. I got too many people to pay, too much marketing, too much advertisement. But that's the thing. We don't have professionals. We have, you know, kids renting rings and, and paying these uh, artists to do some great posters and photographers who want to take pics. And everybody wants to be that star. Everybody wants to see their name in lights. And in the end, do we really accomplish anything? Not a damn thing. Yeah, Gabriel. It, 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 go, go ahead, James. Well, I just, I just wanted to sort of because you, you were talking about, you know, what you were asking of these performers and how it sends sort of a mixed message, and I, and I couldn't agree with that more. What has your communication been like now that, uh, as the adults in the room, the shows have been canceled and everything like that? What has your communication been like with some of these performers and just sort of their their mindset during this? Because I, I can imagine it's a scary time for them. But, uh, Gabriel, we'll start with you. Well, I mean, again, for me, I have two ends. I have a lot of my students who are on my shows who are trained here at the academy, which they are in a constant communication with myself and Robert and, and Shannon and the academy. But when I have to call Mexico – at that point in time when I called Mexico and they don't have almost no cases or they haven't been hit yet, nowhere near like we are, and you cancel a show, Dave knows because Dave doesn't do it anymore, but Dave understands that when you cancel on Lucha, it is nowhere near the same way as canceling a local guy who's not going to make the drive anymore or or come down from the state. When you cancel on Lucha people, you know, it's a whole different ballgame. They, they want deposits. They start telling you how... By taking your date, they lost out on on the big show and some different town. But I've been met with with good um, responses because of my 24 years of promoting. 
You know, so they know that I don't cancel. They know that's not me. But when I called Japan and I had to, you know, reschedule on Sasuke, you know, he was totally cool. He understood. He even said he wasn't sure if he wanted to even come anymore. He yeah. said everything was up in the air. You know, so Sasuke and Michinoku Pro were great about it. And, you know, dealing with the town from Mexico, being that I have this friendship or rapport with them, they were totally cool. And so were the venues and so were all my you know, people that I work with, the city of San Jose and so on. But in the end, even though everyone agrees, you still have this this pit in your stomach. And what's what, what what do I do? What's next? You know, you have to be the one that that uh, kind of like David, you know, you have to wait it through and, and see what's going on. And instead of me making decisions based about my initial gut feeling, because for me, I'm very emotional, which my first feeling is probably always wrong. I've been trying to just play what the government tells us, man. If they said shut down, then we shut down. Yeah. And the moment they tell me I can go outside and play again, trust me, I'm a, I have venues already who've given me dates that are willing to let me play with them when it's time to play. And right now it's not. Yeah, no, very well said. Uh, D- David, what is sort of the urban experience with, uh, you know, dealing with the performers and everything? It's been pretty easy. I mean, uh, everybody virtually understands. I gave everybody, and, and, and James, you're a part of the group too, so you've seen my post uh, inter- internally in the emails. It's, uh, I've given everybody the opportunity to voice their opinions. And uh, there was a lot of people a few days ago, a week ago, who were all for it. Like, oh, yeah, let's perform in front of people, whatever, or in, in, in an empty room or whatever. And now as it's been going, I, our, our roster page or cast and crew or whatever you want to call what uh, Hollywood wrestling is, you know, there's hundreds of people that are involved. I don't think the public realizes how many people going to make championship wrestling from Hollywood every week. There are hundreds of people involved uh, on the production staff, administration, talent. And then on the distribution and the and the TV station side, there's lots of people involved. Um, but of the hundred and I think in, in that Facebook uh, group, there's probably 200, 300 people in there. Of those people, only about 15 or 20 of them reacted. So <laughs> that that was the message. That was like, yeah, they're not they're not totally cool with this because they're <laughs> yeah. not not the, the masses aren't saying like, yeah, let's do it. Um, I I would like to think, leading by example all these years, right. that that I have cultivated a crew who are professional and understand what it means to keep a cool head. Yes, they're wrestlers. Yes, they want to perform, but we all know, all three of us on this line, that pro wrestling is not their bread and butter. Uh, we know that. Uh, people who are full-time wrestlers, let's say like a Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana is going to be fine. Yeah. And he's a full-time wrestler. Joey Ryan is a full-time wrestler. So those guys uh, are extremely successful in, in those terms. And they both have contracts and whatever. I could even say uh, Peter Avalon, who is a producer on my shows still. Uh, he doesn't he, he doesn't appear on camera, but he's producing and he's he gets a monthly wage from us. On top of that, he gets paid by AEW every week. So he's he's a full time wrestler. But these guys who who are, are are wrestlers on the weekends, they're fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars shots. It, it's not gonna it's not gonna go for them. Um, uh, 
I will say like a guy like Zicky Dice, who was just getting his name out there in the masses, who probably had an awful lot of bookings getting to a Colt Cabana status. Yeah, that's going to affect him for sure. Yeah, almost guys on the bubble. That's right. So, you know, I know Zicky had bookings all over the country until the end of the year that now are gone. So a guy like him, it will affect for sure. So that's why I said the other day on Facebook, it was like, guys, Ralph's is hiring. Amazon is hiring. <laughs> Home Depot is hiring. They're, and I even said myself, it's like if I can't, because I, I'm, a, I'm a broadcaster too, and television and, and, and movie and TV production, is, it's done. Mm-hmm. It, it, all the studios are closed, so uh, all, the, all the shows are closed. So even if I were to go, I'm a sports director, there's no soccer, there's no baseball, there's college, high school, nothing. Yeah. So so there's no work. I mean, you work for the Golden State Warriors. You you're working from home, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's just this surreal time that there is no sports. Exactly. Uh, and it's zero never, sports. Never <laughs> seen anything like it. And, and I'd like to say this if I can. Yeah. It's a testament to professional wrestling. Whether you call it sports entertainment or whatever. The only combat programming that is still scheduled yeah. and still being produced every week is professional wrestling. Yeah. It's the and, only one. And the, the lengths in which that everyone has gone to, to try and do it and do it safely. And I guess this leads a natural segue into what have you thought about the efforts of AEW and WWE to, you know, fulfill their commitments and really, and still provide that entertainment and escape for, for the fans in spite of doing it in front of, you know, empty arenas. Uh, David, we'll start with you. Well, I see it from the other side. I don't see it from the presentation or the entertainment. Um, I know what those deals entail. Mm-hmm. It, they are scheduled for billions of dollars to the Fox <laughs> Broadcasting. They yeah. are scheduled to NBC Comcast for hundreds of millions of dollars. AEW is, is, is beholden to Turner Broadcasting for hundreds of millions of dollars. Those programs have to exist. Now, they don't have to be live, and you'll see here shortly the WWE is going to really go on a high production and taping their shows again. Yeah, uh, there, there's no reason for them to be live. AEW, on the other hand, they may still go live. I'm not sure if they will, but much like the Performance Center, the I believe the facility in Jacksonville that they shot in last night is owned by the Khan family, so they have a facility. Yes. Um. So it's always going to be there. They could always, much like me in the Ocean View Pavilion, we own the facility, so we can go in there and shoot anytime we want if we wanted to do that. Um. But those guys have a different financial structure. They have crazy major sponsorships. They have big time commitments, so they have to perform. Not, um, not to cut you I off. I get it. Do you, do you think it's the right thing to do? Um. Yes. Okay. Uh, why do they have to though? Like, why do they uh, have to? They they have to because there's an obligation to the viewer. Television. Uh, much like news, you can say the same thing about a newscast or a late night talk show. Um, granted, they're doing those from 
Uh, I don't know if you've seen the late night shows. They're, I, I can't believe the networks are broadcasting iPhone footage. Right. But they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's more of a gimmick, you know, like, oh, hey, look at us or on Skype or whatever. Right. I don't know. But but they're creating the perception that they are they're putting everyone in a, in, a, in a safety in a safe situation in their own homes uh, broadcasting uh, wrestling. Because, I mean, look at UFC, too. UFC is still going to do shows. They're still going to do UFC Fight Pass. Yeah. They're just going to do them in, in empty arenas. You know? Uh, the Olympics were, were coming up, I believe, in Japan, right? Coming up yeah. here shortly? The Summer Tokyo. summer Games. Yes. So uh, I've not heard that they've been canceled. I've heard rumblings. The... I've heard rumblings from friends well, of course. out there. Uh, of that, course. That... Uh... They're looking at postponing, but back but to I the- can see them. But I but I can see them holding the games much like originally, when uh, college basketball was going to perform in front of no no people, right? You know that that I kind of I kind of get the fulfillment side of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but because how, you but, can't but, but, go ahead. No, but how does that work though? Because if if we're saying if we're saying these indie kids. Uh, are are making mistakes because someone's going to get sick, or what have you. So you, so you just can't say because they have obligations for these millions of dollars. Well, those obligations exist under normal circumstances, and yeah. we have. Well, this well here's here's issue the here's the thing though that can't apply no more. The people at the WWE and AEW, I guarantee you, they're all going to be tested first and foremost. Um. And if it's within their own confined space, like the performance center or the place in Jacksonville, it, it's it's going to be fine. Just like all the newscasters and stuff who are going into the studios, they're all being tested. So uh, as an example, WCBS New York, uh, CBS Broadcasting, there were three employees, I believe, who, who had the virus. So they shut everything down. And uh, I think... What, what are you guys up there? KPIX? Yes. So KPIX did the news for Channel 2 in New York while the station was being cleaned and cleared out. And then KCAL, KCBS here in L.A., they did the next night for New York. So it's it, people are being tested. Okay, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. From a broadcasting point of view, and it's not that I'm being biased. It's just what it is. This is what you're going to do. So the WWE... I feel they're going to go to a taped situation. Like when you, uh, I think on Raw, what they did was they programmed it. They were still live, quote unquote. They did present a match or two. They created in-ring segments, right. and and they ran a tape, so uh, a file. So they created a, a safe situation, an environment with minimal people, because they still have a line of business to do. They're not like a Disney, like they like to say they are. They're not like a Disney where you can shut down the theme parks <laughs> and 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 still have Disney Plus and still have the Disney Channel and still have the ABC television network and still have and still have these other lines of revenue. These bigger well, companies. Well, that's that still should, misleading, though. That's still misleading because that's I, why I, we have these young kids following suit. Because no, I don't I don't I don't think so, Gabe, because, y- yes, people are going to follow what the big guys are doing. For Correct. sure. But once the state steps in, you see, Florida is not under any sanctioning of you can't run shows because because it's 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 what it is. There, there's no sanctioning. 
So they, so in Florida, they can run forever. They don't have to stop because the government isn't going to stop them. Uh, even though there's a loophole there because all theatrical is closed, right? Right. All, 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 and everything is closed. So in theory, if someone made a big enough stink, because of course no one pays attention to wrestling ever, yeah. uh, even a Hall of Famer sitting in the White House. <laughs> 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 as fucking nuts as that is, he's not um, my Hall of Famer. <laughs> there's no brick and mortar, so it doesn't count. <laughs> that, uh, and by the way, this is just my own little hypothesis here. The reason the WWE is rushing to produce canned footage is because I believe their buddy in the White House told them, "You better fucking do something." Yeah, um, because, because something's going to happen here I, shortly. I believe that a hundred percent. So, but, but, but the bottom line is when you have a network commitment, you still have to, even as a global company, as they are, you, you, you have to put places in step. They don't have nine weeks of evergreen programming. Okay. So let's say WWE is located in California. So now Mm -hmm. they're in California and we're shut down. What's the number going to say now? You still have to give me that program and they're still going to do it because they have to. Well, the thing is they can't. That's what I'm saying, though. Well, so but in if, Florida, and, and okay. if you think about it, both of those companies are now located in Florida. But it still sends the wrong signal. If everyone is being tested, then why not start the show off and say, hey, everyone on this show got tested and everyone's negative? Well, well you, might get that, you might get that at WrestleMania. That, well, That is it, an interesting it, point, too, because when they did these shows, one, one of the things, and Gabriel, I don't know if you agree with this or not, one of the things that bothered, like, I loved what they put, put out there and everything, it bothered me that they didn't address why. Why, why it was going on from the empty stadiums. It, did that, sort of, that rang sort of weird to me. Well, it's, that, it's, you know, that's the way they have always done everything. That's yeah. the way that all, and actually, that's the way all of pro wrestling, I, I, I can't remember Cody's, uh, opening speech, I think he just made mention of the times we are in yeah. versus, you know, uh, whatever, whatever. I saw uh, Ryan Satin put on Twitter, like, if you're going to have non-essential people there, then why were there people in the crowd? Correct. Like, why were there wrestlers in the crowd? Um, which is true, for sure. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, 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 when you have to put things in place as big as they are, and I'll say both companies, even the ones extremely new, under a year, um, you know, you have to put a lot of things in place to make things happen. They don't. Have, AEW certainly doesn't have a back catalog to to run. But then, if you think of the other companies that are out there, Ring of Honor, as an example, uh, Ring of Honor is exactly like I am. They have a parent company that is the broadcaster, and they have yeah. a huge back catalog. Right. And they canceled all their events, so I can see them doing what I'm going to probably end up doing, and just backing up 10, 15 weeks and just rerunning those 15 weeks where the storylines will still uh, make sense to our big event, Coastline Clash, which is what all this was leading to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can see that happening. But to, to j- just think about the economic side of things, and I'm not saying money-grubbing, corporate, this and that, their payrolls, their situations, their full-time wrestlers their downside guarantees if they lay everybody off 
that's a huge impact. Even here, the studios might be closed, but there are people within the Walt Disney Company, let's say, that still go to work every day. And, and you still have to have that operation going and in place in order for the thing to survive from five or six months from now. You can call it a bailout, call it what you want, but the bigger companies, I think they do need to get a pass. They're going to shut down. It's inevitable. But it's, it's going to take them a lot longer than you or I. And I think you have to give them that time. Gabriel, what for the non-TV wrestling promoter, what is the path forward when things start to return back to normal? For myself as a live event promoter, where I, on the average, I'm drawing on the low end 700 and then uh, selling out or no more capacity up to 1,300, uh, that's my average. 700 and then man lock on wood we we hit that point and we make you know a great house and it looks great on you know on on film and pictures whatever but in the end i need to survive off the draw mm -hmm. that's how i i'm going to survive so first when they was hey well if you draw a thousand a building with a thousand or less you're good okay then we'll cap it at 900 count the wrestlers and staff and we're good well, now it's 500. Now it's 250. Now it's 50. Now it's 10. Now it's zero. For me to do events, either I have to now just do events with local talent per se. And I hate using the word local, but I can't bring anyone internationally because maybe the flights aren't going to be available yet. Or maybe they can't fly in. Or maybe the cost of a flight ends up being 10 times the amount. We don't know. So, the only time I can hit my stride again is when we go back to it was a month ago when I had February 22nd in San Jose and we had, you know, sold out crowd where we, you know, it, it was a massive crowd, a great show. Everyone made money. Everyone went home happy. Nobody got hurt. But how do I go from a sold out venue to what, to 100 people? I can't. Yeah. I came, you know, it. it, it I, it's no longer 1996 for me. I've been there. I, I've ran the small shows. There's no money. There's no money, Rusty, to begin with. And the ones who are making money are the ones who are, are going to be hurt the most. Because I'm not looking to do shows for the sake of doing shows. I've done that. I've, yes. I've, I'm 24 years in this industry. 24 years. I've done the shows for the sake of doing shows. I've ran with somebody else's money. Now I run with my own money. Now I have to take care of my, my, my daughter, my wife, a home, mortgage, cars. Wrestling is just not doing a show. And I treat it as a full-time freaking job. I, I, I submit myself to what I do for this business because it affects me. It opens the door for a lot of people. And end of the day, once you're part of this wrestling industry, I, it's a bug, man. And you're hooked. But for us to return back to normality, it's going to be by trial by trial basis dave could probably be back up and running in no time because he can have 500 people i don't know the capacity of his venue but he can hold tv i've seen dave do television with 37 people uh, at the back of a fucking uh, empty warehouse next to a strip <laughs> strip place mm -hmm. and i was like man this shit's gonna look like crap holy shit i went in the back and i saw how he had lighting it looked like a packed house it was great because that's what he does. And he can survive off that formula. For me, 
for 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 the flights I have for Japanese talent for me bringing in Lager, you know, Sasuke, Akiyama, Ultimo Dragon, and that's just talking about every so often from Japan. Then I got my nonstop uh, lucha people from Mexico. These flights are five hundred bucks, and they want these astronomical numbers because they're on television and so on. What people don't understand about lucha, and Dave knows for sure. <laughs> is that when I'm bringing people from Mexico, like a Caristico or Ultimo Guerrero, all these stars, it's like you being a pro wrestling promoter and being able to book Stone Cold mm-hmm. from Raw to a warehouse. Because that's what I'm doing, bringing talent from Mexico. So it's expensive. Lucha is expensive. And to draw 100 people, I might as well just freaking go to, to Vegas and just put all my... No, just burn money. the money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're taking a bath. Vegas, at least Vegas gives me a nod, right? I mean, just might as well burn it. So for me, I'm terrified that it's going to take a long time to get quote-unquote normal. But again, every day this shit's changing. You know, every day we went from a 1,000 people to locking your homes, you can't go out. What's left? You know, what's left? So I can only just try to think that at some point, we'll get back to normal. We're going to have to rebuild. But for me, it's even harder than a NBA, Major League Baseball, because yeah. they don't have to promote, man. You just turn the channel on and boom, we're back. Yeah. Everyone runs back. For me, now I have to put up prices that, well, maybe they can't afford it because the economy. They can't afford it because they were laid off. Well, then if I can't put that high price tag on it, then I can't bring in the guy from Mexico. And if I don't bring the high ticket name, are they going to come back just to watch Lucha? And so it, it's it's rough. It's unexpected. It's unpredictable. And we're just sitting here hoping for the best. But shit, every day right now, it's getting worse before it even gets a remotely even close to get better. I can't even see anything being positive. You know, uh, China uh, just reported zero cases for the first time. Ah, who gives a shit? Because we're going to focus on something else. Uh, you know what I mean? So... We're, we're, we live and die by the sword. And right now, I'm just sitting here hoping that, uh, quote unquote, come April, May, June, you know, we'll, we'll be back to putting shows again and slowly build, you know, build our monsters back up. Uh, but who's to say that's even possible? Uh, D- David, what is sort of, I guess, the the future hold? I know you alluded to sort of the, the backlog and the archive footage, but what in your estimation, in terms of your path to a return to normalcy, do you, do you anticipate the hurdles there and just, you know, going forward? Um, it, 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 I'm in a unique situation. Uh, we're close to 500 episodes, and I can bluff my way through some things on air, uh, much like the WWE and AEW, well, or at least Ring of Honor is going to do. Uh, AEW, they're, they're in a... They're in, they're in, from what I consider a, a tough situation. Yeah, because they don't they don't have a catalog. They're under a year old. You know, they're they're they're, they're going to have a tough time. Uh, same thing with the NWA suspending a production. You know, I'm affected by that too. Uh, being a talent on that show and a producer, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, the Crockett Cup that we were promoting was selling fantastic in an arena. You know, it, that little show is somewhat of a phenomenon, um, and. Uh, and we had to cancel uh, four dates, I believe, or three three dates. Uh, our 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 series of tapings there, the live event and the two TVs after at uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting. Um, but for us, uh, 
it's going to be a little easier by flipping a switch and 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 saying there is an event and much like Gabe said earlier we we know television magic and how to make 50 people look like at least 200 people yeah. um and uh in our theater uh, that we shoot in uh and James you just visited us so you saw it firsthand um yeah. the way that it scaled and the way that we shoot the the room and the way that the monitors sit and the and the illusions <laughs> all the all the all the imagineering that I can do to the place to make to give it bells and whistles um uh will camouflage a lot of things yeah so so uh uh we can be up and operational awfully quick what i'm doing right now is uh internally is uh we're not laying anybody off yet um everyone who is uh, on our monthly staff is still receiving a check uh there is still a lot of administration um everyone outside of the talent and creative is uh, we're still working um, daily, uh, so um, that's not over with. Uh, luckily, commercials will still run, yeah. so there will still be an income um, in most senses, in most cases. Uh, I'm sure we'll lose some here and there, especially the local guys. Like in Memphis, I'm, I'm extremely concerned about Memphis, um, our version of the show there, because it is 100% locally advertising-driven. We have no national spots in that show. So uh, I am very concerned there. Um, it's a, uh, <laughs> I dare use the term cash cow, but huh. for, for, the, for, for the market and for what the show is doing, it is incredibly successful. So uh, I would hate to see us lose any traction there. Luckily, we haven't yet. Um, uh, so, and we just launched an Amarillo last week with the same model. And there we're dealing with an indoor uh, football team as the main sponsor with the idea that we were going to run a show with them in their stadium. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, of course, not going to happen now. There's no season. And now we're only on the air once. And I'm waiting for the phone call saying, well, we can't fulfill our commitment because we don't have a season. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Those are the, the, the those are my hiccups and what I have to get through here over the next couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, in 30 years doing this, uh, uh, I think I've much like, you know, you see a young president go into office and they have all their hair and everything. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of funny now that, uh, I've, I've, I've been lucky to still have all my hair, but it's now in the last, I would say three months has become <laughs> so, so gray and white, um, uh, because of stressing out over this stuff, uh, Gabe can tell you, and the little bit of time you've been around me, James, I'm pretty intense when it comes to this. Yeah. I don't, I don't take a break like he doesn't, and probably everybody else. Uh, we have a mutual friend, Kevin Kleinrock, who I've known forever, and that guy, I don't know how he still does it <laughs> with a family and, and with a business and. His real job and wrestling and and just being fucking Kevin because he's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's it's just <laughs> containing Kevin Kleinrock is just amazing. But I'm just saying, just like a guy like him who just goes ballistic yeah. in day to day pro wrestling. Uh, Gabe said it's it's addicting, and it is. Although I'm over that fix, <laughs> 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 and that's why, and that's why I become a television producer mostly, <laughs> um, because 
I have no desires anymore unless there's a a, a, a Chevy truck out front full of money uh, to make me want to run shows again. Even though, and I, I, I kind of joked that it was a sign from above that I had an, I had a live event scheduled for next month in Memphis for our year anniversary at a minor league baseball park. Uh, tickets were selling. We sold crazy sponsorships for this. We were going to preempt the Hollywood footage there as specials uh, for this one-year anniversary show just for the market of Memphis. That's how well the show does there. Um, we're number two or number three in the market at that time slot, which says a lot for Memphis that Memphis still loves wrestling. Um even though the fans complain so much that the matches are from California, uh, but they're watching. Um, at any rate, uh, that the show was canceled, of course, because of what's going on. Yeah, and and uh, it was like, see, Dave, fuck you, don't don't run shows. <laughs> you've you've done this already. You've been successful. You've made lots of money doing it. You've lost even more money doing it. Don't 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 do it. <laughs> Don't come back now. Um, uh, of course, it'll come back for sure. And it's interesting. I saw SoCal Uncensored uh, uh, t- a tweet. Uh, you know, this this will affect local wrestling, and the majority of the promotions, uh, Steve felt, will not come back from this. Well, I completely disagree with that. They will all be back when this is all said and done, and there might be one or two more. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I was gonna say, I expect more to pop up. Wrestling promotions are like roaches. You you cannot get rid of us. It's <laughs> it's you get a ring, you're a promoter. That's it. It's that's all it is. You know, back in the day, not to sound like that guy. <laughs> fuck, I'm in, I'm in this thirty years now. <laughs> back in the day, and the day being like even 1998, back in the day, <laughs> which is still a long time ago now. You think which about is it. crazy to um, think about, or even the early 2000s, just barely. Uh, uh, right when the internet started becoming more in your house uh, and actually working <laughs> and you put the phone modem away and you don't have to tell people to hang up. Hey, get off the phone. I'm using the internet. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, ring, a ring rental, let's say, or a purchase a ring. <laughs> there were, there were only like three people you can go to in the country. And in California it was a guy named Johnny Flores here in LA. Yep. He was the only guy you can get a ring from. And it wasn't going to be there in a couple of months. I'm talking about no. you have to order that shit in January to get it next year. And it costs like 15 grand. Yep. To buy the ring. And, and back then, if you thought someone as courteous as a Jesse Hernandez in my area would rent you his ring, you were fucking crazy. Because Jesse would not necessarily rent you a ring back then. It'd None. be like ah, two thousand dollars. Exactly. Now, now, now I'm exaggerating, by the way. Jesse's a great guy. Uh, oh, no, you're not. But but I'm no, just you're saying. Rolling one time charged uh, FML three thousand dollars to rent his ring. <laughs> you know what? I would have charged Rocky that too. <laughs> that dead bastard. Oh, I would have. I would have charged them the same thing. And you're saying that I say the wrong thing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's not the wrong thing. Remember when I was getting the visas? Yes, I remember. I remember. And who yeah. fucked me on the visas? I have no clue. Tell me. Rocky. 
<laughs> you don't, don't tell me you have no clue. You know who the fuck it was. <laughs> it was me and Liz at Lucha Babu and him. Oh, oh my God. This goes way back, like 16, 17 years ago, way back. Rolling remember says, Super, remember Rolling when Super Porky was supposed oh, yeah. to be on my show and then yep. he shows up on Rocky's show? Yeah, we were doing uh-huh. uh, Celebrity <laughs> Theater in Arizona and then I got a call saying, um, Rocky, uh, well, um, Porky's not going <laughs> to be there. I go, what's Rocky got to do with it? Uh, well, you already said Rocky, too late. Is he doing Rocky show? Uh, uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, we got no-showed. And I I, I know, I, I ran into <laughs> I ran into Rock. I ran into uh, Porky in New York. We did New York and New Jersey years back, and I asked him about that, and he gave me the song and dance. And I go, "Hey, but you do know the guy you fucked on your visa, right?" And uh-huh. Porky fucking goes, "Davidas." I go, "I don't know, bro. You you really fucked him up." So then uh, he won the ran to Demon, and as Demon, Demon goes, "What do I tell him? Tell him it's the fucking truth." He goes, "Who do you fuck over?" I go, uh, "Marquez." And Demon goes, ah, fuck him too. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well, the best, the best part of the whole Porky story is I turn around and I get him a job at the WWE, yes, and he shows he up did. on TV eating That's a fucking a- ham hock. Yeah. Anyhow, but, well, but 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 to digress, you couldn't buy a wrestling ring. Yeah. And you had the athletic commission. Yep. And then you had. Crazy insurance. Oh my god! Uh, you know, Gallardi now—they're pretty laxed. If you still use them, I don't know how many people still use them, but I used to. yeah, I did too. Well, I think we all had to. They were the only ones back yeah. then. Um, but uh, you know, they were—it was so expensive. It, it was and prohibitive that kept the professional, so to speak, in professional wrestling. Yes, because you had even before you opened the door and before you booked talent, the ring rental. Yeah. The athletic commission, the doctor, yeah, the ambulance. ambulance, Yep, you know all of that back then could have really put you out about sixty-five, seven thousand dollars. That's before you open the door. Yeah, you had to be serious about everything. Well, I I think that is a perfect place to end this episode. We've we've gotten sort of a lot of thoughts and just information about how, you know, the coronavirus and just everything going on has impacted you guys and your your wealth of knowledge. But as we ended there, I I see a path forward in terms of bringing more of the entertainment side of this because – you have so many stories that I'm sure that you could you could share with people, like and and that's what people really want to hear. I think I think it's very productive to sort of illuminate people to how everything has impacted you guys and and what you see moving forward in the future. But now that we've gotten that out there, I th- I think moving forward we can start sharing some really really fun stories. We can bring some more people on, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to talking to you guys again. But before we go. Uh, Gabe, we'll start with you. First of all, where can people find you? And in your estimation during this time, what is the best way to sort of keep supporting pro wrestling on, on any level that you think is the most productive? Like on In The Click, we talked about, you know, if, if there's a pro wrestler that you're really passionate about that's not in WWE or AEW and that, you know, check out their their social profiles and see what kind of merch they may have. And, you know, if you have the means, go ahead and buy it now. And, you know, that would probably be a, a very nice gesture to them during this, this difficult time. But So where can people find you, and what's the best way to you to keep supporting wrestling right now? Well, to find us, you can always find us on, across, like everybody else, all social media platforms, PW Revolution. And you can always find 
um, uh, information on us. I, I am a marketing, uh, you know, whore, you know, I'm going to market, <laughs> you know, if, if I fart today, I'm going to make a big story about it and post it everywhere with a great pick, but you can find us on social media platform, PW revolution. The best way to, to support wrestling, I think it's different in my perspective and Dave's than it is for an independent wrestler because independent wrestler can sell a shirt. Correct. You know, uh, uh, nobody really wants to buy my shirt because I'm the company. So why would they want to buy that? Um, what I ask fans on the promotion side is to be patient, be patient with the shows, understand that uh, um, with what's in front of us, we don't know how the shows can come back. Um, my April show, I had Sasuke, uh, Ultima Guerrero, Sexy Star, uh, Lady Apache, and Bestia Say Say Say. Well, for that show to happen in September, maybe it'll only be Sasuke because, you know, uh, the financial structure can't uh, allow for any more because I can't charge for that much for tickets. So if the if the financial is is there. Wrestling fans have proven to always pay for that good ticket item. Hopefully they can maintain and understand that we're putting on the best show possible for them. And they still support the good companies that want to giving you good talent, good shows, good production value, and are respectable. Follow those, support those, stay, stay on top of whatever we do. Like right now, um, I, I spoke to Fight TV, um, everything that we have on there and everything that we're adding on there this week. I want it to be free. I don't care if I don't if I don't make a dollar or a hundred, whatever it is. I just want to be able to tell somebody, hey, you know what? Stop freaking burying yourself in this all this drama. Let's wait for it to come out. And meanwhile, here's a, a show that's free that normally would cost you four ninety nine or nine ninety nine. I just want to be able to give our fans content, whether they like me, hate me. I don't really care. In the end, I'm just trying to give back to something that I've poured twenty four years my life into and hopefully when it's over said and done and we can move forward we can pick up where we left off beautiful david same same question where can people find you what do you want to promote and what's the best way to sort of support wrestling right now damn you got all those people on your show you're rich (laughs) (laughs) no david only you are rich not us you're rich all those people shit um well um Again, we're uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Championship Wrestling from Arizona, uh, and the National Wrestling Alliance could all be found online. Um, and the Bay Area. Uh, uh, that's right. Well, we're uh, nationally, uh, are one of our biggest distributors is called Z Living. So if you have Dish Network or DirecTV, uh, find Z Living. Um, it's a national must-carry on all of the, the satellites. Um, we're on Nesson if you have the, the sports package. Um, they're running us a lot because they have nothing else to run. <laughs> so the New England Sports <laughs> Network. Um, uh, uh, and to find if we're on in your area, I don't know how updated this is, but we have an awful lot of time now to clean things up on our website. Go to HollywoodWrestling.com slash television. Um, but yes, up in the Bay Area, I'm very proud to say we're on KGO ABC7. Um, way, way, way early in the morning or late, late at night, depending on how you look at it. Depending um, on how good your night was. That's right. It's still going at CWF Hollywood is our uh, social media handles. Um, And you want to talk about stories and I'll leave the people with a cliffhanger. If I'm invited back in the future with Gabe, but there's (laughs) a, there's a, there's a fun, there's a fun story about being in Mexico at the end of a show where we were waiting to get paid. Oh my God. 
and it was a stacked show. Not only did I have to pay the commission slash mob for a referee to referee a match to get a license, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think I, I ended up paying for the entire fucking event oh when everything God. was said and done. But uh, uh, we can tell that story about sweeping up everything. I love <laughs> like, it. He is not lying. Literally, I'm not saying who, but he literally picked up a broom and started sweeping. He goes, well, shit, maybe they'll pay me if they see me sweeping. So he starts sweeping this freaking arena in TJ to only find out there's no more taxis that run. There's no one that can pick us up. No one's going to pay us. The commission wants to get paid. Fans are pissed because we're American and we're stuck <laughs> in a locker room that we cannot leave until someone says come out. That's right. Love it. Love it. A uh, former NWA World's Champion and current executive at the WWE. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> sounds great. Awesome. Well, David Marquez, Gabe Ramirez, thank you both so much for uh, for making the time and uh, you know providing some sort of context and just uh, you know so a little bit of information for people to sort of wrap their heads around with that or when it comes to pro wrestling and now moving forward we can we can get into all those stories and i and i think this is going to be a really cool platform uh for you guys to keep getting out there and stay visible in such a great uh community that i'm so passionate about so thank you both very much thank you yeah thank you very much james that was David Marquez and Gabriel Ramirez. Again, just a, a very sort of great freeform discussion that they were having. And I, I really liked at the end there when they started, you know, we went pretty long with it, but they started to sort of get into uh, some inside stories uh, from their time in the wrestling business and teased ahead that they wanted to do another one uh, or another sort of forum where they maybe share some some old, uh, for lack of a better term, old war stories from the pro wrestling business, which I think would be uh, a lot of fun to hear. But uh, yeah, thank you to them for for making the time and wanting to reach out to the wrestling community during this uh, unprecedented time. You know, we're going to be back with our sort of regularly scheduled programming uh, later on this week as well, where we sort of uh, react and talk about the latest from the wrestling world. And uh, before we go, I got to give uh, Baby Huey a big shout out because he's done something pretty cool on our YouTube channel, uh, which is sort of... Uh, turning our, our, our regular show into sort of segments mm-hmm. and then putting that out there sort of be easier uh, digested, you know, for your sort of in the click on the go, as it were. If you're only interested in a particular topic or sort of a table of contents kind of deal, uh, tell more about it, baby Huey. Yeah, I mean, that's something I've just kind of seen other really popular wrestling shows do. So obviously all these different shows, they last for X amount of minutes and um, they like to chop them up and put them online. So for the wrestling fans out there, yeah, if you're online and you want to see what are the, the major topics that people are getting into or there's a topic that you're interested in and you want to see who else is talking about it, you can search for it and listen to it. So for us, I, I kind of it's like the water cooler talk. I think for uh, you and I, whenever something's breaking, we always talk to each other about it. And then therefore, that's what kind of led to this podcast ultimately. But at the same time, I, I think the great thing about all these wrestling shows and what we do is we put it out there and then people can listen and feel like they're part of the conversation and they can hopefully listen and feel like uh, they can have to create their own opinion out of it as well. So I like this kind of little new format that we're going to do is just uh, we'll do our still our regular full show. Subscribe to that on iTunes or Stitcher. But then um, 
we'll also divide it up into little segments on YouTube and just make it a little bit easier. So if you're busy, can't listen to the full show, at least you can listen to segments of it. So please subscribe to In The Click on YouTube and also follow us, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, especially Facebook and Twitter. We'll be posting links to that as well. So one-stop shopping there. But uh, Jimbo, I was just going to add real quick, I cannot wait till like everything gets back to normal. And I'm anticipating for the first set of wrestling shows here in the Bay Area, you know, all pro wrestling, uh, pro wrestling revolution, all the other great ones that we have here. Imagine just like the the built up anticipation and just the crowd reaction once we get back to live shows again and we can cheer on all our favorite wrestlers. I don't know about you, but like I, we're all feeling cabin fever right now. So I cannot wait till down the road when things get back to normal that we can just celebrate our love for pro wrestling. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'm bouncing off the walls in here. I cannot wait to get <laughs> back behind uh, another form of microphone and do some commentary for all pro wrestling. Go check out Pro Wrestling Revolution, West Coast Pro. I, I just, yeah. yeah, I want it back, and I want it back for so many reasons, for so many people uh, that need it right now. So, uh, you know, it was a good, it was a great discussion from two people that know that better than anyone else, and, you know, we'll see uh, w- where that sort of forum goes from there, but that is going to do it for this very special bonus episode of In The Click. We'll be back with your regular scheduled programming later on in the week, but for Baby Huey, I'm Bimbo Jimbo, and remember, if you're not in the click, see ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya.